Well, are you ready? Open your Bibles with me. Let's go to the Word of God this morning. I want to go to uh, the book of Psalms. And while you're turning there to the book of Psalms, chapter 19, I just want to sing this old song. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot, Thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. Maybe my favorite verse. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole pause. He hasn't kind of, sort of forgiven you. Past, present, future, the whole thing. What did he do? It's been nailed to the cross. Thank God I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. It is well. see him one of these days shall be sight the clouds be rolled back like a scroll the trumpet shall sound Well, 
preach quick or I'll start I'll get on one amen hallelujah I said he's alive he's not dead he's conquered death he's conquered the grave why should I be afraid he's with me lo I am with you always even until the end. Thank you, Jesus. 
Glory to God. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Praise your wonderful name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you love him, give him another big hand clap of praise. I'm not nervous in the service. I'm good to go. But I just want to thank you. I just want to praise Him. I just want to give Him glory. He saved an old wretch like me. Wrote my name in the book of life. Told the devil to loose me and let me go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, you can open them to Psalms chapter 18, verse 29. And all y'all can go, but you better hang around. Because I got a feeling I'm going to need you. I ain't going to preach this whole sermon. I'm gonna, we're going to jump in somewhere, and I don't know where. So just hang right there. All right? Hallelujah. Feel the Lord in this place. Yes, I do. Feel my help here, don't you? Don't you feel the Lord in this place? Psalms 18. This is the word of the Lord. Psalms chapter 18. And I'll begin reading with verse 29. For by you I can. For by him I can. Run through a troop. And by my God. Notice that's the key. Not trying harder. Not fighting stronger. Not positive mindset. That's not enough. That's good. You need all that. But that's, that's, that won't get the job done. By thee have I run through a troop. By my God. Have I leaped over what? A wall. I want to talk to you for a few minutes on how to get over it. This is an amazing text and song. The whole Psalms 18 is an amazing song that was written by the psalmist David. We know that David wrote 73 songs in the book of Psalms. Moses wrote about half of those also. And then there are other people who are given credit for songs that were included. But for sure, we know that David wrote 73, and this was one of them. And what's interesting about the songs is theologians, and they understand and they have tied to, and I don't have time to get into it all, but 
They, they, they know the backdrop of some of these psalms. They know the setting. They know the circumstances through which they were uh, conceived and written and penned. And that brings more to them. You know, if, if you understand what somebody was going through when they wrote a song or a sermon, it, it makes a difference. It really does flavor it with a depth. And the thing about David is he wrote songs either while he was going through it or on the other side. He wrote a psalm one time after he lost his baby. His baby died, he, and, and the Bible said he fasted for seven days, believing for God to heal his baby, and God didn't heal his baby, and his son died. And the scripture said he went in, and this is the backdrop when he wrote this song. He wrote the words, this is the day the Lord has made. He washed his face. He changed his raiment. He wrote a song, and he went to church, went to the temple and worshiped God. And what was the song that he wrote? This is the day the Lord has made. His saddest, worst day, he understood praise is not circumstantial. Praise is not conditional. It may be the darkest day of your life, but you always have a reason to praise the Lord. You always have a reason. And that's what David was so powerful. That's why he is known as a man after God's own heart, because he learned how to worship God through everything. What is particularly interesting about this text, and I want you to see it in the scripture if you turn over to 2 Samuel chapter 23, it tells us in uh, verse, or chapter 22 in verse 1, Then David spake to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all of his enemies. That means this is a, this is a I don't have time to explain this all and show you in Scripture, but this is the, this is a, the end of his life and from the hand of Saul. And what was the song? Well, this is the second time. This is where it was, this is where it was birthed. This is where the song came from. And here's the words to it. And I, don't, I won't read it all, but verse 30, by you I can run through a troop, by God I can leap over a wall. Well, what was taking place? Read the rest of that. That's, that's 2 Samuel 22, 2 Samuel 23. Now watch, first verse. Now, these are the last words of David. It's in reference to the song. In other words, and if you read the death about the death, the Bible in Chronicles gives you the, takes you into the bedroom of the palace where he is dying. He's on his deathbed, and he says, give me a pen, give me a piece of paper. This is David's last song of praise and victory to God. And I love it because in, 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 in he, he's reminiscing. He's having flashbacks. He's going down memory lane. He's, he, he realizes now that I'm not just facing the shadows of death. This, I'm not in the last year of my life or the last months of my life or the last weeks of my life. This is it. I'm dying. I, this thing, I'm, I'm leaving this world. The Bible said he was 70 years of age and he was full of days. I love that phrase, full of days. If you look it up, it has reference to don't just live life uh, with mundane days, but fill them up. And one thing about God, you, you, you can look back over your life 
and we're full of days. And here's a man on his deathbed who was, had lived 70 years, and that's all we're promised, by the way. In the book of Psalms, it says we're promised 70 years and, uh, and, and, and anything beyond that. And some by reason, the scripture said, live longer. Anything past 70 is a gift from God. And you ought to be so thankful. You, you ought to praise God, not talk about how much you ache and how, 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 um, how tough it is and all that. Be thankful. My God, there's a lot of people who didn't get where you are. Full of days, full of friends and full of foes. I want you to see him. Come on, go with me. See him pulling the covers up. And the Bible said he was cold when he was dying. He got cold and he pulls the covers up and he starts reminiscing. He starts going down memory lane and he looks over his life full of days, full of friends and full of foes and full of victories and his mind full of, of defeats and full of fortune and full of failure. And he, he, he's lived in palaces and he's lived in caves, full life. He's gone from nothing to something, back to nothing and built back up to something. He's been through it. He's been through the loss of two sons. One of them murdered and one of them died and a daughter that was raped. And the, oh, those days that were full, sexually abused child, uh, uh, his own failure, his own mess up, his, his father-in-law Saul trying to kill him and He's been through so much. He's fought a bear. He's fought a lion. He's fought a giant. He's fought Philistines. He, my God, you talk about days of life that were full of triumph and tragedy. And he looks back on it all and he's laying in the bed and he's, he, his, his breathing now is becoming labored and he knows I'm leaving this world. Let me write my last song. And in that song is the testimony of a dead man that God has been faithful to. And he pins these words in summary of everything that's happened in his life over the last 70 years. His magnificent life, his incredible life, incredible highs and deep, deep lows. And he says these words by my God, I have run through a troop and leaped over a wall. David's testimony is all of our testimony. Somehow my God has gotten me through some things. And before we go any further, we ought to celebrate the things that God has brought us through. I don't think it was a specific event. I don't think it was one truth that he was thinking of, but I think his mind was having flashbacks of all of the things. You know how they say when you're dying, it's like everything comes before you. Well, maybe that's true. I know one thing, whatever it was, he said, I've run through a truth. God has brought me through some things, through fortune and through failure and victories and defeats. And he says, I'm going to sing one more time about the goodness of God. I want to sing one more time and encourage somebody 
to let them know that on your darkest days, you have a God who will bring you through it all, through sickness, through the dark nights, through the trials, through the tragedy, through the bad news, through the heartbreaks, through the addictions, through the depression. He has brought you through it. Have you really thanked him of how far he's brought you through everything he's brought you through? It should have killed you. Not everybody, not half the people made it through, but you made it through it by God. It wasn't you. It was God preserving you, God keeping you, God telling demons, no, you can't kill them. I have a plan for them. And by my God, I made it through. Somebody shout, I made it through. And some of you young people just kind of sitting there nodding your head. When you live a little while for God, it won't be one thing. It'll be multiple things. And through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I've learned to trust in God. So I can thank him for the mountains. And I can thank him for the valleys. And I can thank him for the storms he's brought me through. For if I never had a problem, I never know that God could solve them. I never know what faith in his word could do. Turn to somebody and say, through it all. Tell somebody he brought me through that. I think we ought to give him a, he brought me through that praise. Just close your eyes and look at it. Remember the room. Remember the moment. Remember the call. Remember the, remember the bad news. And then just throw up a hand and say, He brought me through that. By Him. By Him I have. By Him. By Him. Thank you, Bill. Before I go any further, everybody put your hands together and say, I'm breathing because of Him. David said, by him, I made it through a bear attack. I can't think of a better song to sing than to close my life out. This is how I want to go. I don't want a bunch of old sad sacks all around me. <laughs> I want to go out saying, by him, I have. And I'm about to make it over. I made it through, but I'm about to make it over. By thee I have run through a trip, a troop. Now, David wrote that as his last song, as a testimony against everybody who makes excuses for never getting over everything they've been through. He said, I'm going to mess you up. I'm going to mess your pity party up. I lived a life full of days. I have been through any and everything you've been through on steroids. And he said, I, by my God, made it through. Can you see him? And he's pulling the sheets up. And then he, he says, I'm not just going to tell him about how I got through. I want to tell him how I got over. And by my God, I leaped over a wall. See, the problem is too often, that's all people want to do is they just want to get through it. Whew, I got through it. 
at least I got through it. And we're so emotionally drained and so worn out and so beat up and so scarred and so marred, so broken and so fragmented. I got through the abuse. I got through the divorce. I got through the addiction. I got through the family problem. I got through it. But David said, you don't understand the last song I'm writing. I want to tell every Christian that if God had the power to get you through it, God has the power. He said, I ran through it and then I leaped over it because the enemy tried to use it as a wall. He tried to wall me in by what I went through to isolate me, a wall of containment, a wall of isolation, a wall that formed a, a pity city all around me. And I'm not making light of what you've been through, but at some point you have to realize that the same God who brought you through has every intention of taking you over. He doesn't want you to live like what you've been through, look like what you've been through, talk like what you've been through, think like what you, you either have a getting over mentality or a victim mentality. By thee, I have, everybody say that. By thee, I have, shout right now. By thee, I have. The story of the 10 lepers was nine of them got through it. They got through that episode of isolation, containment. Leprosy required you to be isolated, separated from your family, all by yourself, a disease eating away the, the, the trauma of watching your body disintegrate, of watching fingers fall off and watching sores. And, and, and the thing about uh, leprosy is it attacks the nerves and it kills the nerves. And someone with leprosy in their leg and foot could be walking on glass and not even feel it because it numbs the feeling. The feelings leave. God wants you to know that if you've been through something and it's left you numb, it's hard to even feel alive anymore. David said, God helped me get through it and he gave me the power to leap over it. Hallelujah. We want to just get through things. It costs me so much energy and I'm so drained and it's been so long and so hard that I made it through it. Just leave me alone. But God didn't bring you through it without the intention of getting you over it. If God gave you the power to get through it, he will give you the power to put it behind you forever and come out of that wall and go over the wall of isolation, the wall of depression, the wall of shame and condemnation, the wall of containment. It's time to get over it. He's 70 years old. He's lived a full life. And he says, I'm going to sing one more song and testify against all the excuses that you can't get over it. He helped me get over my two sons' death, David said. He helped me get over my daughter's sexual abuse. 
He helped me get over my own failure. He helped me get over my bear and my lion and my PTSD. Recently, there was a study that was done of World War II veterans that, and, and others. And they said that the reason that the World War II veterans did not suffer as much, if they did, they didn't know it, because when they came home from war, I mean, you're talking about the front lines that were so brutal. How did they keep going? How did they not fall prey to suicide and hopelessness after the things they saw, the friends they lost, the tragedies, the, the, the violence that they came through? How did they do it? And they concluded that as soon as they got home because America was in the Great Depression, they didn't have time to sit home. They had to go to work just to have enough food to feed themselves and their family and somehow getting active. See, that's what the enemy does. When you go through stuff, he builds the wall around you so, you can, so you're isolated, you're contained. You can't. But, but what God wants to do is do more than just you get through it. And sometimes we need to understand that how we handle a trial may be teaching our children and our grandchildren how they need to handle the trial. And if all we do is get through it and talk about it for the next 30 years, that's not the will of God. But when they see our hands lifted when we're going through our trials, when they see us saying, I still believe the Bible, I still am going to worship, I still have faith, I'm still tithing, I'm still putting God first. Nine lepers got through it, but one out of the ten turned back and went to Jesus and worshiped the Lord until the Lord said, be thou made whole. You're not just through it, you're over it. And I'm able to not just get you through it, you're going to feel again. Woo. You understand leprosy kills and numbs the feelings, but you're going to feel again. I'm going to restore your feelings back. I'm going to restore your joy back. I'm going to restore your peace back. I'm going to restore your zeal for life back. The enemy wants the enemy wants the your excitement. You made it through it, but your excitement is dulled down. You don't you don't you ought, to, you ought to remember that song. Something good is going to happen to me. You don't have much expectation. But I like the fact that one went back and Jesus restored. Not only did he get through it, he got over it. God wants to give you your feelings back. He didn't bring you through it to just live mangled and messed up. And I know the things and the people I'm preaching. I know there's people I'm preaching to who buried their baby, who buried their son, who buried their daughter in a car wreck or some tragedy. I'm not making light. I know there are soldiers listening to me, maybe by television or wherever you're watching this. It is real. No doubt what you've been through, if you've been sexually abused, has traumatized you. But oh, hear the hope of the gospel. 
that the same God who brought you through it, he can take you over it. And he can, and all it becomes is a catalyst to bring forth greater praise in your life. And it's almost like it was another life you so moved forward by him. That's the key. I have. He doesn't want you to live mangled and messed up. God doesn't want you to just get through it. He wants you to get over what they said about you. He wants you to get over what they accused you of. He wants you to get over the family trouble. He wants you to get over the divorce and over your own personal failure. And I like the part where it says, I have leaped, he said. Something comes there. Something shifts there. He goes from going through to the, the, the word leap is, is a word used uh, it's what gives the athlete um, an advantage. Something kicks in, something, a, a burst of energy, something lifts, something boosts him. Something says, here I go. I'm not just going through. And something hits him in that moment. Y'all going to make me just peer jump over this thing. God wants to restore the spark in you. God wants to restore the spark and the pep in your step. God wants to put a smile on your face again, an enjoyment of life again. Yeah, I went through it. Yeah, I was abused. Yeah, I was raped, but I am not that person anymore. He got me through it and he's getting me over it. I'm free. Somebody throw up your hands and give God praise. Praise him like you know he can do it. Can you see David writing his last song? He's not, he's not pitiful. He's not a victim. He's an overcomer. The wall, the wall. David's laying there. He said, God brought me through the tough times and he restored the spring. By my God, I'll leap out of this containment. I'll leap out of this isolation. I can't even go out and be around people because of the residue of the past that just, who cares? Get over what people think and live a full life. Come on. Everybody say a full life. You can't change yesterday. It's done. It's done. It's over. Calvary said it's finished. I knew you were going to mess up, and I knew you were going to get up, and you were going to get through, and now I'm declaring by faith you're going to get over it. So rejoice, child of God. Go ahead and give him a praise. Hallelujah. Genesis, I'm almost done with this. I got four more minutes. Genesis 49, Jacob's on his deathbed. He has 12 sons. Genesis 49, he calls in his son named Joseph. And if you read the verses before it, it said, Joseph, the archers, he's seeing this prophetically. He just calls in the young boy named Joseph. He hadn't, none of the stuff has happened yet. He prophesies. And he says, the archers are going to shoot at you. I see you in the future. 
And I see you under great persecution and attack. The archers, he didn't tell him the archers will be your own brothers and they'll strip you of the coat of many colors and throw you in a pit. He didn't tell him that the Potiphar's wife will shoot the arrow of false accusation and you'll end up in prison for 20 years. You're about to go through something. But he said, Joseph, in the end, you're a fruitful vine a fruitful vine by will. And here's, here's what I like. And his branches, your branches will run over the walls. What you go through should have hemmed you in, isolated you and contained you. But when you look at your brothers who did you so wrong and you forgive them and you say to your flesh and blood, you meant it for my evil, but God meant it for my good. God says, I'm not just going to get you through it, Joseph. I'm going to get you over it. Let let, Let me say this. You would think The children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, look at all God brought them through. Chains, slavery, 470 years of bondage. And through the Red Sea, it stood up like jello on both sides. And they walked across on dry land. Then they turned around and God said, look, Moses, these enemies you shall see no more. And Pharaoh and his army get swallowed up and killed. You would think that would be enough. But do you know when they got out in the wilderness, they got through it, but they didn't get over it. And the people began to whine and complain. And they said, I wish we had the onions and the garlic that we used to have in Egypt. They still had halitosis, a breathing bitterness. Because if there's two things that people can tell where you've been, Two of the hardest things to get out of your mouth and off of your tongue is onions and garlic. And if we're not careful, God can bring us through so many amazing things and we still have it in our mouth and we still are talking it and we're still talking it and we're still talking it and we're still talking it. And God says, I can't handle that. I want to wash your mouth out this morning. I want you to take some Holy Spirit water and gargle with it until he gets all the onions and the garlics of Egyptian yesterday out of you and you're not just through it, you are over it. Give me the manna, the bread of life, Jesus. He is the healer of yesterday, today, and forever. It's time You say, well, you just don't understand how bad it was. Well, you know, one time, have you ever, how many of you like to eat cereal? Let me see your hand. I like me some Frosted Flakes. 
Sometimes I don't want a steak. I don't want, I don't want chicken. I want some frosted flakes. They're anointed. Tony the Tiger. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But, but I wonder if I'm the only one this has ever happened to. Sometimes we go off on trips and we come back and it's been a week or whatever. And I've come in and been so excited, especially at night. There's something about it. I know you're not supposed to do it and all that, but sometimes I want it. And I'll get me a bowl and I'll pour those frosted flakes in and then get that milk carton and pour it in. And one time I did that and reached in. Oh, it was sour. Oh, that's the nastiest, nasty. But you know what I did? I didn't say, I'm never going to eat Frosted Flakes again. Don't, don't let the sourness of, an, of a thing take the sweetness. Let the sweetness of it make you go home. And I just went and got some more milk. I don't know. I didn't use that in the first service. I, 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 didn't, know. I didn't know if it would work. Turn to somebody and say, it's too sweet to get stuck on sour. Say, life's too sweet. God's too sweet. Our family's too sweet to get stuck on sour. Clap your hands and act like that was a... Spit it out. Just spit it out. Get rid of the onions and the garlic. All right, we're going to make a confession. You ready? Thank you for your amazing response. We're going to make a confession. Are you ready? Much better. I want you to say this. I'm going to win against the wall. I'm not just going through. I'm going over. By him, I can. Say this. I'm over it. I'm not bitter. I will not need revenge. I don't need vindication. There's no malice in my heart. I don't hate. I will not feel like a misfit. I will not be numb. But in Jesus' name, I will not wither. I don't have to languish. I have a song of victory by him. By him, I have a getting over mentality. By him, I will go through and get over. I'm over it. Say it. I'm over it. I'm letting it go this morning. I'm over it. Spit it out. Wash it out of your mouth. That's where it shows up. Out of the abundance of the heart, onions and garlic. Praise God. Do you believe in the power of this book to do miracles today? 
You know, a cripple may not walk today, but if somebody who's been through it can take the second verse of David's last song and not just sing, I made it through it, but I feel a leap, I feel a restoration of fire, I feel the twitching of that muscle, I feel a sudden burst to leap over. Wall, I'm coming out of the isolation, out of the containment. I'm done with it. I'm going to live a full life by him. I have in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet all over the room at every campus. Who am I preaching to? How many of you would say, Pastor, I made it through it, but I'm not over it, and I'd like to get over it? If that's you, get out of your seat and come stand in every campus. This is so important. The pastors are coming, but I want you to respond to this word today. And when you step out of that seat and into that aisle and you walk down to the front of this building, in that building, wherever you're watching me, in the homes there, those of you who are in your home, watching by television, the Holy Spirit has you watching. Because God has the power to get you through your darkest days, and God has the power to get you over what you've been through. Come on, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. And while you're coming, you ought to whisper under your voice, I'm over it, I'm over it, I'm over it. I'm getting over it. I'm leaping over it. Matter of fact, I'm not just going, I'm not crawling over it. I'm not limping over it. I'm leaping over it. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this room or any of our rooms and you would say, Pastor Jensen, I'm backslid. I'm not right with God. I'm not living right, but I sure would like to be restored. I sure would like for the Lord to wash me and cleanse me. I need him today. I need a new start, a restart. I need a beginning. I need God to help me. I need to get through it and get over it. And you've told me Jesus can help me do it. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want to one day on my deathbed be able to say he got me through it. It didn't destroy me. It didn't embitter me. And he got me over it for his glory. Pray for me. If that's you and you're not right with God and you want to be, boldly lift your hand right where you're standing at every campus. Do it all over this room. Powerful, beautiful response. So many. Just keep your hand raised. That's it. Just keep it raised. Everybody pray out loud with me these words. Lord Jesus, I mean it. Wash me. Cleanse me. Give me mouthwash. Get that old talk out of me. Get unforgiveness out of my breath. Get bitterness out of my breath. My, I need my breath to give you praise. I need my breath to sing a song of victory to you. I don't need to be filling my breath with the bitterness of the past. Wash me and cleanse me, say that. I receive you, Jesus, and the blood that you shed to forgive my sins. I am forgiven. I am through it. And I am over it. In Jesus' name. Now praise Him all over this room.
all over this room as pastors are coming at every campus. Everybody give him praise. Now all of you down front, I want you to raise your hands up and say today is my victory day. And we're gonna sing this song, it's powerful, it's anointed. And I don't even want you to ask God to get you over it. I just want you to start praising Him. If He could bring you through it, He can take you over it. No more will that thing contain you. Sing it now. I feel the Lord lead me to do something, I'm just gonna do it. I want everybody in this room who's had the enemy attack your family, throw your hands up. And I want you to declare over that in the name of Jesus, we didn't just get through it, we're going over. We're going over. And I want everyone under the sound of my voice, every parent, grandparent, and every young person, because Satan has tried his best with anxiety and mental, mental attacks to destroy a generation through the pandemic. We made it through it, but it's time for a generation to get over it. And I want you if, you, if you know a young person who's struggling with anxiety, fear, depression, suicidal thoughts, uh, mental instability, cutting, eating disorders, I want you to throw your hands up and we're gonna sing this again and we're gonna declare it, and we're gonna believe it, and we're going to speak it over our young people. They don't have to stay behind that wall of isolation. It's like they have no, that is not the will of God. He made us for connection. Throw your hands up now and begin to tear the walls down by faith. Sing it again, come on with everything you've got. I want you to, I want you to, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the God of take it, tear the walls down on a young person who the enemy says I'm going to isolate them and contain them. That's a lie. No, they're, no, you're not safe. They're getting through it, and they're getting over it. Woo, come on.
victory in this place. I feel victory in this place. Sing it again. Sing it again. Whatever or whoever you've been worried about, the Lord says, enjoyed this teaching by Jensen Franklin and thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Your prayers and financial support make these programs possible. For more information about this message and other ministry resources, visit us online at jensenfranklin.tv.